you're being summoned to a world beyond, outside your reality, into the far cosmos, to a world where good and evil are in constant battle, where heroes are born and legends are made. Welcome to Avery. Take you now to a laboratory on top of Hilarious Hill, overlooking the town of Stupendous, where Dr. Michael Laborious and his assistant Iago are once again conducting experiments to solve life's greatest unknown mysteries. Just emptiness. I feel like nothing matters. That the world just isn't for me. And do these bouts of emptiness last a very long time? I mean, it depends. It could be... a day, a few days. I'm satisfied at work. I work on some of the craziest experiments. But yet, I'm still not happy. Maybe there's something else that's missing. Maybe outside of work? Maybe. I just feel like there's got to be more to this whole thing, you know. Good morning, Iago. Hey, Doctor. Good morning to you too, Shrinky. Iago, are you ready to build our rainbow-making machine? Shrinky, what are you doing here? I hope you don't mind, Doctor. I moved my session into the lab to have more room for Shrinky. Her office is being renovated, and my apartment is much too small. Of course I mind. You know how I feel about therapists, Iago. People go and they pay good money to talk about their problems. That's negative manifestation. Talking never solved anything. Action! Action has solved a lot of things. And today we are going to create a rainbow. Nothing happier than that. You shouldn't be little people's vocations right in front of them, Doctor. Well, if this is a vacation for Shrinky, then I think she needs to get out a little bit more. No, vocation. Vo. It, her job. It's really important and helpful for me and Shrinky to get together and talk about why I'm not happy in life. You're not happy? Well, why didn't you say so, Iago? Well, it's kind of hard to talk about it. Which is why I have a therapist. Nonsense. I have just the thing. Oh, not this again. Yes, this again. I present to you, Iago. I've already seen it. And I present to you too, Shinky, the happy-go-lucky device. 
It unleashes all the endorphins in the brain, sending the victim, I mean test subject, on an adrenaline fun-filled ride wherever they may be. That's great, Doctor, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. Don't be ludicrous, Yago. Now stand up. I don't think I will. I'm offering a chance to help solve all your problems. Now shake that moneymaker and get over here. No offense, but that's not gonna help me. Fine. I've learned that sometimes you must be a little forceful in life. If you won't move, then I will. Just like that. Get back. I don't know you like that. Don't run away, love. Okay, I'm gonna step in here before someone makes another bad ludicrous song title reference. I thought they were quite funny. Eh, hit or miss. What I'm noticing here is a very dominant relationship, which involves Iago being submissive to you in all manners of the word. Well, of course, she works for me. I think we found our problem. You do? You do. I think working here has had a negative effect on you, Iago. It makes you feel small, always being second best, and that manifests itself in other ways, including these moments of emptiness. That's preposterous. I do not make Iago feel small. Right now, you are pinning her to the couch, threatening to zap her with the device without her consent. Well, I can see how that... Uh... Well, this might not be the best example, but I do love working here, honestly. Then might I suggest finding something outside of work that makes you feel a little more in control. For when we do not feel in control of our own lives, take our foot off the gas and let someone else steer the car for us, it tends to cause one to feel worthless. We must all find things in life that make us feel worthy of living. It gives us something to strive for. Thanks, Shrinky. I do need to do some more things outside of work. Get a hobby, maybe. Fine. But if that doesn't work, I'm zapping you with the happy-go-lucky device. <laughs> Deal. And as for you, Dr. Laborious. Me? I do not need you to tell me my problems. When I don't like something, I invent, build, and create, and destroy it. I do not need some PhD telling me what words mean what things. I think it has helped a lot of people stop panicking, which is a skill we value in the animals that we eat. Are you quoting Pickle Rick? I should have never shown you that show. My diagnosis of you, Dr. Laborious, is that you are a controller. Someone who needs to be in control of every situation. Ah, see, that's where you're wrong. I am never in control of my experiments. Just ask Iago. That's true, just ask those lions. Those poor lions. You always have to be working on something new in order to distract yourself from what you don't have. You look towards the future determined to zap away any negative thoughts from yourself and those around you, in order to block out any real meaning in the moment you might find yourself in because you aren't happy with your life as it is. So you must constantly be trying to change the future for others. But if you would just take a few steps back and look at the world around you, I'm sure you can find value outside of the things in this room. Maybe go for a hike. Stop and grab a snow cone. Go see a rainbow instead of creating one. That concludes our session for today. I will see you next week, Iago. And here's my card, Dr. Laborious. I'm hoping to be hearing from you as well. That was something else. Not happy in the moment. I'm very happy with my life, thank you very much. You know, I don't like that negativity in my laboratory, Iago. I don't see it as negativity. More like a diagnosis. For if we don't try to figure out what's making us unhappy, then we can never truly be happy. Talking to someone about it isn't how change is made. Change is made with your hands, your mind. Yes, but without the proper tools and guidance, then we'll just be toying with ourselves. 
bandaging up the cracks, not stealing them. Therapy is necessary, doctor, in order to come to grips with ourselves. And there's no experiment that can fix that. I guess you're right, Iago. Maybe I do use experimenting as a way to distract myself from my life at times. Do you want to get a snow cone, doctor? No, but I would love to build a snow cone machine! Oh, Dr. Laborious. <laughs> we take you now to join Navy SEALs Platoon 106, an elite group of ragtag soldiers, off on daring adventures, or at home, dealing with their own internal conflict. What's your breakfast? I'm making pancakes and bacon. Nice. It's turkey bacon, right? No, I didn't get turkey bacon. I got bacon. Regular pork bacon. I don't eat pork. You know this. Vanessa, why don't you eat pork? Are you Muslim? Did you convert? Do I have to worry about the FOI busting in this bad boy? Because you got to put that request in with the chief. No, I didn't convert. I just don't eat pork. Are you allergic? Because if it's a religious reason or if you're allergic, then that's fine. I'm cool with that. No, it's just a filthy animal and I don't want to eat it. Let me ask you a question. You're a lesbian, right? Yes. You find the female form sexually attractive? Yes. Enough that you like to perform sexual acts on the female body? Well, yes. This may or may not involve licking and eating the wuha. The hell is a wuha? You know, the woohoo. The magic lips. The marvelous V. Don't ever say woo-ha to me again. The vagina. Thought we were a family show. No, that's laborious. That's why he's on first. Fair enough. So you like eating the vagina? It's necessary for sexual gratification. Okay. The same place a woman pees. Your point? You'll eat the same place where a woman literally pisses, but you won't eat bacon after the pig's been killed, skinned, and cleaned. As long as she cleans and shaves, it's all good. Oh, get the hell out of here. Are you comparing the vagina to a pig? Because that's offensive. Oh, I'm not comparing it to a pig. I was just saying. All right, then not the vagina. The butthole. You you eat ass? Okay, enough. Enough. Uh, uh, people eat ass. Do you eat? Be honest with me. Do you eat ass? It's necessary for sexual gratification. Okay, so you eat the same place where woman shits, but you won't eat. Bacon, after the pig's been skinned, cleaned, and killed. Just shut up and buy turkey bacon. And she's not going to give me cancer. She may give you something. Oh, I smell bacon. What, no turkey? Now you will go back to the USA, where in her desperation, Cleopatra has turned to a man who has walked away from the very society he once protected. Uncle Teddy! Your uncle is Theodore Shaw. Cleopatra, you are a sight for sore eyes. And who is this? Name's Bobby Jones, Plasma Defense Second Officer. It's been an honor to work with your niece. And he walked away. 
It's a nice place. Well, they gave me a nice little retirement fund, let's just say that. What brings you here? We need help. With what? She a conduit? Yeah. You want me to hide her here? I'm afraid it's a little more complicated than that. Everyone get in the house. So they got you on the Truth Seeker case, huh? Didn't know Jonathan Young would get involved. He is airing all of your dirty laundry. Well, someone had to. It was only a matter of time. I just don't know how he's getting this information. It just doesn't make sense. He has to be politically connected or something. Do you know who you're after? We saw a picture of him. It's her brother. So there's a conduit exposing secrets about Plasma Defense. Surprise. Plasma Defense is the one company standing up for conduit rights. I don't know why he'd be coming after Jonathan Young. I don't think he's coming after Jonathan Young. Going after Plasma Defense and Harold Stenson is like going after the Golden Boy the government built a monument to. Everything since Harold's death has proven him a martyr. The foundations, the charities, and now this anti-conduit bill in his honor. They built a symbol around a madman. And someone wants to burn that whole symbol down. This guy can't be doing it alone. He's broadcasting off his secret frequencies that not even the Bobby can hack into. It makes no sense. He's leading us on a goose chase. Hey girl, come here. The name's Lisa. What can you do? You look familiar. Do I know your father? He was killed when I was six, so I don't know. They killed your father? And mother, and brother. When the conduit scourged, as the government calls it, first hit, me and my brother were patient zero. Me with fire, him with ice. When the neighbors found out, they chased us out of our house. I was forbidden to use my powers against them, and I didn't know how. We were heading down the road when a truck T-boned us. The neighbors caught up to us and... Well, my brother was killed on the spot, but... I was the only survivor. That's a rough life. Yeah, well, Cleo found me not too long after, and well, I've been working for Plasma Defense ever since. Alright. What do we know about this guy? Huh? Well, we know his four locations created diamond around the Avery building. Okay, diamond around the Avery building. What else do we know? We, we know he's her brother. He shoots ice, calls himself Truth Seeker. He's been exposing secrets. Yeah, what else do we know beyond the headlines? Think, motive, incentive, reason. His parents killed, his sister taken by plasma defense. He has an agenda. He has something worth fighting for. Or against. He's a criminal. I don't think he's that smart. Criminals are very smart. All right. Uh, he's broadcasting this stuff, right? Live to the world. He's, he's not trying to bribe anybody, trying to keep it secret, trying to keep it hush. He doesn't want money or power. He wants fame, right? Glory, clearly. And the Avery Building is the tallest building in Empire City. If you want glory or fame, you want to make a statement, that's where you go. You guys said he led you to each one of those buildings. But he's been watching you. That's right. At the first building, he gave us the frequency to unlock the other three. The second building, he attacked us, showed us he was a conduit. And that spurred you guys to bring me along, and at the third location, we just see a picture of him? Not at the first or second? He's been playing us. Something tells me. He wants to make a scene. He wants an audience. 
He has one big secret left, right? That's what he said. Yeah. One last grand broadcast. Well, we know his reason. We know his motive. And we know where he'll be. Oh, damn. No wonder you were the best. You sure you're not coming with us, Unc? We could use you. I'm too tired and too old. I fought my wars. I don't need to fight another one. You don't need or you don't want to? Excuse me? Look, I know what you've been through was a lot. But this guy just put your whole life on Front Street. He's not just making Plasma Defense look bad or the government. He's making you look bad. Now, I know you've never been one to care about your image. But I care about you. I care about what people will think if you don't show your face. I haven't shown my face in 20 years. I know you think you're safe, hiding out here in the wilderness, under government protection. But you're not. They'll come for you. One way or another. Who's gonna come for me? Your problems. You can't escape them, Unc. No matter how hard you try. I'll see you around. Your time in our world has ended. As you return to reality, remember that your world is what you believe it can be. Your imagination is as limitless as your dreams. So never stop dreaming, for a dream is where your imagination can run wild.